BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I don't usually talk about more than dating on the podcast, but I just wanted to say that my heart is really with everyone in the Ukraine that is suffering, that's hurting, that's in turmoil. Um, it's it's really, really so tragic. And we are thinking of the Ukraine, all of us are. And I just wanted to say that outright so that you know that um, it's in my head, it should be in your head, and you should try to read up as much as you can so that you're in the know, but definitely don't get your news from a dating podcast host. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening to our wedding episode. I I say our because like it's all of our wedding, you know, anyone who's been listening for a while, you're here with me and we all got married a few weeks ago. So thank you. I'm going to answer a few of your questions and then we're going to get into Melissa. She is amazing. She's a boss ass bitch and she has been killing it at OkCupid for a while. She's got so many great tips for us when it comes to dating apps and just finding someone, the energy that you need to put out there. I love the story of how her and her husband met and I think that's going to inspire a lot of you. Somebody said... Oh God, can you explain the married couple who hooked up during your ceremony? So confused. Nobody hooked up during our ceremony. Our wedding was at a hotel. So a couple went up and did something during the reception at like a moment. They snuck away. Nobody noticed. It was all fun and games. And it was, it was hot. Good for them, you know? Like they don't have, they don't get the chance to do that often. They have a baby, whatever. I'm just very happy for them. That's what happened. Um, How do you have a good convo about resetting rules and expectations that have slipped in a long-term relationship? I first want to know why they've slipped. Has this person gotten too comfortable, etc.? I think that the best way to handle something like this is just like a normal conversation, not like a sit them down conversation. But when you're chatting or on a date, the two of you just say something like, you know, this, I just want to reiterate to you, like, I love you. And I'm so happy to be in a relationship with you. But these are some things that I feel like we've like been sleeping on a little bit in our relationship. And when you say we, it's less of an attack than like, this is what you need to be doing differently. So I think just like, 
a conversation. And if after that nothing changes, then like I would consider maybe going to a couple therapists. What are your thoughts on Tinks saying she likes to send guys flowers? Love Tinks and love that she has a podcast. She's crushing it. I wouldn't send a guy flowers personally just because I feel like guys would not know how to even take care of said flower, nor would they like really appreciate it. I feel like, I don't know. It's like, it's a line with the gifts. Like if it's my boyfriend and he happens to love flowers, then like, yeah, I'm not going to hold back. But other than that, unless they've explicitly stated that like flowers are their thing, there are different gifts that I would get for a guy. I like to get like practical gifts because oftentimes you find that guys don't have like a gloves or a wallet. Like they're using a money clip that's like in a rubber band, you know, like so practicality when it comes to gifts for guys that you're officially dating is, is my favorite thing. Can you and Steven do a joint wedding recap? I mean, I would love to. You can ask Steven and see if he would be down. But actually at our show on April 3rd, there might be some surprises, possibly a joint wedding recap. So don't forget to get your ticket. It's at Caroline's April 3rd. You can go to the Caroline's website to get it or um, DM me and I'll tell you how to get a ticket. How do you follow the rules with someone you interact with a lot already, like in school or a social group? I think for this, it's like when you're interacting in the group, like be act as if you normally would act friendly and, you know, all be friends. Don't single them out and like cuddle up on them and do things like that. Like continue to act friendly, continue to act as you normally would. And then when you're apart and they're trying to communicate with you or make dates, that's when you follow the rules. Just like just like that. And for anyone who is listening for the first time, the rules are all in a highlight on our Instagram page. And maybe I'll do another episode dedicated to just the rules because I feel like people have had questions about them recently. I just found like a weird random crumb on my desk. And for some reason, I had the inclination to eat it. Like, why? Why am I like this? Is anyone else is anyone else like that? But then I, I looked harder and I think it's rubber. So no, 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 no. How life actually gets better for women as we age. Love this. It gets better because we get more and more independent with every passing year. As women, like we have the tools to now get to that point. Like it's not like it used to be back in the day. And so we're like making our money, you know, we have our own space as we get older, hopefully, you know, we know what we want to do. We know what our purpose in life is and we don't settle. So we are with a partner that complements us very well. And that's how it gets better. And then also Botox helps a lot. How did you know Stephen was the one so quickly? I feel like I've answered this before, but for me, it was like, he was perfect on paper and I hate that. That's such like a Love Island term, honestly. And I don't care about perfect on paper at all. So I was like, okay, he's great on paper, but like, what's his personality like? And I was like, and if his personality matches all these amazing things about him, like that he's tall and Jewish and like Ivy League educated, which I don't care about, but just like the fact that he's smart. If his personality matches up, then... That sounds like a done deal to me, right? Like if our if his personality matches up and our vibe is good together. And so once that happened in addition to him being like, 
my parents' dream, which I honestly never wanted their dreams to come true in terms of the partner I chose. It just so happened. And I was talking about this last night on a double date with my friends. Like we both happened to end up with Jewish people that like our parents were happy we were with, but that was never our plan. Like we had only ever dated probably non-Jewish people. And then of course, like the the last person we dated and end up marrying is like someone that would be, you know, great for our parents. And so it definitely wasn't planned. But anyway, knowing that he was amazing on paper and then also amazing in person and we also had a connection, it was like three out of three for me. Were any of your exes or guys you hooked up with at your wedding? Shockingly, no. Which I guess that kind of makes me sound slutty. But no, shockingly, no, honestly, which is weird because I feel like Steven and I know people in common that we've hooked up with but none of them were at the wedding. It was really just friends. Even like my college guys, like I never hooked up with people who, like my college guy friends, I never hooked up with any of them. I only hooked up with guys from like different schools or in different grades. And he, like he had probably made out with all of his high school girlfriends that were at our wedding, but like, who cares? Somebody said how to have great vibes at the wedding. I mean, you just have to be like such high energy and so excited smiling all the time, bringing everyone to the dance floor. That's that's what you got to do. How often is normal to have sex? This one comes up so often. And the answer is like, whatever you and your partner have decided is good for you. Because everyone likes a different amount of sex. I've talked about this a lot on here. Like I like a high volume of sex. I feel like I'm a sexual person and it brings me joy and I like physical touch. There are some friends and couples that I know that have sex once a month and are thrilled to do that, even once every three months. Like it's so different for everyone. In a perfect world, I'd be having sex like every day, but that also doesn't always happen for me. It it totally depends on the week, the moods, everything. What to do when it's date five-ish and he is still giving date one energy, aka it's not really progressing. I think that you need to put your eggs in other baskets and pretty much mentally say goodbye to that person. If you know you want to marry someone of a certain religion, is it worth going on dates with people of another religion? Yes, I actually do think it's worth it because love is love and you never know. You can't put yourself in a box. And so many people that I know who tried to put themselves in a box when it came to religion are single and a little bit older and are unhappy that they were so strict with themselves about something like that. But if it's like full, full deal breaker for you, like not even them converting to your religion, then, then, you know, don't do it. More wedding. Is there anything that you did that was unique gifts to bridal party, do's, don'ts, et cetera? Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode, but like, don't say bye to someone when you're leaving their wedding. Nobody, like nobody wants to know that anyone's leaving their wedding and they're just like trying to have a good time. I don't know why people think they need to go up and say bye to someone when they're leaving their wedding. Like just leave, just go. Like I know you were at my wedding. I'm not confused about if you were there or not, you know? Okay, we're we're way over time, but I'm going to save the rest of these for the next episode. And I'm really excited about that. And now I'm so happy to be handing it over to Melissa. 
We had the most amazing time on our honeymoon in Anguilla. It is this small island where basically you do nothing but eat and tan and sleep and have sex and just, it's the best. But speaking of tanning, I'm not good at protecting myself from the sun because I love the sun. Vitamin D gives me life, but it's not great for my skin, I have to tell you. And if I hadn't brought Curology with me, I have no idea what my face or my skin would look like right now. Curology is a game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne or clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, which were, you know, what I was dealing with fine lines, or something else. You start by taking a short online quiz and uploading photos. And if it's a good fit, they'll ship you your formula right to your door. And it even has your name on the bottle. How cute is that? Other than Steven stealing all my skincare Curology stuff, it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful that I had it to get back on track after being in the sun for so long. Get started with Curology like I did with a free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash Acme. You only pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash Acme to start your free 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime and your prescription is subject to consultation. So definitely check it out. They support the podcast and a brand like Curology and the rest of our sponsors are really the reason that we're able to do this podcast. So support them because they support us and the product is amazing, truly amazing. So go to curology.com slash Acme now. We do these AMAs, Ask Me Anything on Fridays. And someone asked last Friday, they were like, how do I get a couch in the next week? And I thought it was hilarious and so random and not on brand for dating advice, but I actually have the answer to it. So I'm going to share that with you right now. Article. Article is the best place for shopping for your home. It's a boutique furniture store that has the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Plus, it's direct to consumer, which makes it so fast. You don't have to wait for your clothes to ship on a boat from God knows where. And it's fast. Like you'll get it in a week. You really will. Article has a team of designers that are focused on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. We have a rug and a day bed from Article that we use every single day and love. It's actually in our office, in our apartment. And Steven gets to use it more than me, which is rude, but I am obsessed with it. Plus the prices are fair. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. So not not only are you saving money, but you're getting your stuff faster. Like what could be better? Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Seriously, check them out. We've been working with Article for a while and every single person that has gone to article.com slash Acme and ordered furniture has messaged me on Instagram telling me how amazing their furniture 
furniture is, how fast it was, how easy it was, and how the customer service was amazing. They also don't have like too much to choose from because it's so curated. So you only get a few of each amazing item. So you know that it's good. So check it out. Go to article.com slash Acme now. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Shaheen Gadir, and I'm an expert in the world of fertility, the area that I love and have passion for. I have helped thousands of people around the globe start their beautiful families. And in this podcast, The Fertile Life, I interview guests about their path to parenthood and dive into discussions around how the road to becoming a parent shapes us. Through insightful conversations, I hope to create a guide for listeners in all stages of life and break many stigmas often associated with fertility. Follow along as I take you through the journey towards the fertile life. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Melissa Hobley, the CMO of OKCupid. Hey, Melissa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. We were just chatting before we started recording about how Melissa and I almost met on a panel, but we didn't. So I'm so happy that our paths crossed again today. I'm so happy. I feel like we are like ships passing in the night. Is that the expression? Yeah, yeah. We get called on to talk about like dating and sex and whatever. And, uh, so yeah, it's nice to have you all to myself and not like with other people it. and a moderator. I love it. So Melissa, tell us about yourself. How old are you and where are you from? I'm in my 40s. I'm from Indiana, born and raised. I went to school in New York City and I stayed there. I've been in New York City for for 20 years. I'm in my early 40s. I was single for most of those 20 years and I'm the CMO at OkCupid. And that means I'm in charge of the fun shit. I think uh, like, advertising and social media and working with people like we met at Acme and, you know, deciding like what to talk about and what to weigh in on. And I really love it. We're one of the only dating apps born and raised in New York city. And I think you can really feel that. And it's a, it's like an awesome company and everybody there is lovely and interesting. And I have not been able to say that about most of my jobs. I love it. And I want to hear about that before we get into it. What is your current relationship status? I'm married. I'm married with two little kids. So cute. And you said that you were single like most of your, was it 20s? How did you meet your husband? You know, I met my husband. And by the way, you have given this piece of advice either on a podcast or a TikTok. And it is such a good one, which is I met my husband because I hit on a friend of his for my friend without her like signing off on that. I am that girlfriend that you wanted to come out because when you go to the bathroom, I'll tell the guy at the bar that you thought he was cute. And when you come back, he's buying you a drink. He's starting conversation. I do that all the time. It's led to many relationships and two marriages. And I, I was out with a friend of mine, actually one of my closest friends grew up from Indiana. She's a modern dancer in the city. She's like really interesting and lovely and just never met guys. She was interested in. She saw this guy at the bar. I thought he was so cute. And I waited for her to leave. I went up and started talking to him and then I said to his friend, I just hooked up your boy. You should get me a drink. And he's like, what would you like? And that guy is now my husband. So, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Did it work out with the friend and the guy? It did not. But it lasted like four dates. It lasted okay. like four dates. Yeah. So, that's not nothing. What was this bar? Is it still like relevant? Yes. Employees only, which I think oh. is still one of the best bars in New York City. And I also love, like, it just sounds like your general attitude in executing that was not in any way like, 
oh, I need to find someone for me. And that's like almost why you were attracting that person to you. I think so. I really think I, and I was one of the, listen, I get it. Most people hate dating. Dating sucks. And most people hate dating apps. Like I'm one of the only people that works in a dating app that might say that. I I get it. But I, I kind of always had this attitude that I liked dating. I, not all the time, not 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not, a, I'm not a supermodel. I'm not like someone who should love dating because like guys are tripping over themselves to take me out and wine and dine me. But I think like, I think when you look back at this and also therapy, um, I can appreciate that when I came to New York city, I felt like a fish out of water. And I felt like I was like the poor country bumpkin, honestly, like no connections, no whatever. But I was in PR. And if you're in PR, you have to hustle. You have to really hustle. And especially if you feel like you don't have connections or you don't come from an interesting family or no one gives a shit about you. And I just kind of had this attitude of like, well, fuck it. I'm going to shoot my shot. And I, you know, when also I tell people a lot this when I like on the OkCupid side that most people feel a little vulnerable and a little scared and a little like, oh, they won't like me. Oh, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. I'm not whatever enough. And and if you just know that, it it's all a little bit easier. And 100%. Yeah. Like everyone is in their feels, in the dating, like in the whole dating process. And that's why like, I think it's so important to like do like an anti-ghost text or like, you know, have like real manners when it comes to dating because it's so delicate. And I'm curious, I have to ask, and first of all, you are a supermodel, but I have to ask, when is your birthday? My birthday is April 15th. I knew you were an Aries. I knew it. I wish I had just guessed. I always don't guess when I know you the answer. Guess. You knew. I, I know. Well, I was going to guess. And when is your husband's birthday? He is also an Aries, March 28th. Oh, I love that. That's my half birthday. So obviously he's amazing. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so cool. And also I feel like you just being an Aries like gives you that extra, you know, like confidence to just like, you know what you're doing, you know, you like grab life by the balls or whatever. I think so. I think so. Wait, what, when's your birthday? What are you? I'm a Libra. So I'm your opposite, Mm -hmm. but like opposites, like attract, you know, opposites attract. That's why we like saying, and wait, what's your fiance? He's a cancer. So he's like, he's like a little baby boy, but he, he, like, if we're going to get into the whole like astrology thing, he he's not like a typical cancer. He's got a lot of fire in, in there. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. it. That's why you guys are a good fit. Yeah. Okay. So you met your husband and was it linear? Like, did you immediately start dating and then blah, blah, blah? Or did you like sleep together on the first date and then you thought you were never going to see each other again? Like, you know what? I was going through, I was licking my wounds from a breakup. And also, by the way, for, I think you've also talked about this. Yeah. The best time to date. It is. And, and it really, it teaches you, I don't know if you're out there, if you, if you're going through it or you've been through it, it really does make you a much better half of a relationship. It makes you better at dating. You, uh, for me, I really knew without that experience, I would not have known like what I wanted. I was kind of like, well, you can fuck off. You could take it or leave it. My husband is Australian and he's hot accent. Mm. And he was, you know, he had this amazing career. And I was like, Australia sounds great. If you plan on going back there though, we should just call it. Cause like, it seems great, but like too far. Like I was just a bit. Yeah, exactly what you said. It's a good time to date. I, Mm -hmm. 
I was really okay with walking. But it was kind of linear. Australians don't, people in New York City are going to be like, fuck that. But my, (laughs) a lot of Australians don't date around like a lot of New Yorkers. They're a little more monogamous. And so I was so funny because I had the opposite experience, but we'll, but I'll talk about it after the opposite. Actually, he might have been from New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm. a Kiwi, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was dating other people the first few months of our, of my relationship with my now husband. And he, he was the one that said, yeah, talking to my friends, thank you. Thank you. I'm a girl. This is my, my bad Australian accent. That's um, good. I'm liking uh, it. Keep going. And you know, we had like the, the girlfriend conversation and I was like, I spit out like my wine. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm like still seeing other people. I, but then I realized he was kind of serious about it. So yeah, then it was, you know, we dated for a few years and I lost my brother to an overdose. And this is at the beginning of, we were not talking about the opioid epidemic and you know, that's a hit. That's tough for a relationship. We had been dating like a little over a year. And so I think, I think things slow. If you ask him, he'd say it really like slowed down, which is fine and normal and natural and all the things. But yeah, we dated a few years and then we got married and we have two adorable children. And, and yeah, it's great. Now I'm going to, um, I'm in a dating app trying to hook up other people. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear that about your brother. So that was like shortly after you had met this guy, uh, yeah. this guy your husband, we had been mm-hmm. to, we had been together a year, which in New York is like, you know, 20 years, but, uh, Literally. but yeah. And, and, you know, you go through that and it was unexpected, you know, all the things you go through that. And it's, it's a tough thing to go through in any part of your life. And when you're seeing someone and it, it, for me, it still kind of felt early and, you know, it was a challenge, but you know, you, if you can get through that, it can, you know, it's one of those things that helps build that foundation. Definitely. Definitely. I was just at my friend's wedding this past weekend and like right after they started seeing each other, his dad got really sick and he lost his dad. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, it was such an emotional wedding because of it, but it was definitely something that brought them together. And is can I ask you a few questions about your brother? Yeah, Are you of open course. to talking about yeah, it? Yeah, okay. I love I love talking about it. I got involved in advocacy in the space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I and I think it's hard for a lot of people to talk about it for obvious reasons. So yeah, happy to talk about it. So was it do you have other siblings or was it just the two of you? I do. I have a, mm-hmm. we're three and I'm the oldest of three and we've had, we've a sister in between us. So he was the youngest. He was the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. And what, like, would, how long was this going on? Like, how did this start for him? Yeah, it started for him when he was a teenager and, you know, he was one of these kids who was really outgoing and seemingly things were okay. And then he had a soccer, he played soccer, you know, at our small high school in Indiana and he got a concussion and he had to come clean because like they were doing blood work and whatever. And he had to come clean to my parents. And this is, you know, this is in the early 2000s. So Oxycontin, what the hell is that? You know, and I was in college in New York city and you kind of all, you know, you take, we took a minute to be like, what is going on? And he went to rehab and he was, he went to college. He was, you know, he, he, his name is Ryan. He, he would be okay until he wasn't. And then he'd be, you know, and he was, but his journey with that was one we were all really open about a credit to mm-hmm. my parents. It, there was no, they were not people who were, I, 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 
have had friends and seen people where it was, don't talk about it. Or there was like an element of shame, right? Right. That, that none of that in our family at all. We, and when he was in, when he, he overdosed and did not die his senior year in the university IU. And we were all, you know, we were all involved and like you go to rehab or jail and yeah. what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And it was always the same the same thing. It was oxy. And like, did that start from an injury? I was just a little confused in the beginning or did, did it, it just... did not, it did not start from an injury. No, okay. it didn't start from an injury. And that's mm-hmm. many, you know, that's many stories. Right. 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 Is, but it, it didn't, he partied. And I think we didn't know about Percocet and Vicodin and what that right, right, do right. then. And it escalated and he, you know, but heroin was part of his mix too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember thinking, Oh my God, heroin, like, now you hear about it a lot back then you didn't. And, but you know, I was, we were in the family therapy sessions and we would talk about this stuff and he was really open. And, and when he died, he had been sober or so we thought for a year and a half. So we were really, we were really blindsided. You look back and you say, okay, maybe, but he and I were very, we were extremely close. I, after he died, I read an article in the Chicago Tribune about they were just starting to talk about opioid deaths like people were not paying attention we did not know how bad it was and there was a woman interviewed who had lost her brother also to an opioid epidemic um, overdose and i reached out to her and i joined the board of a nonprofit and joined the board that sounds very fancy i joined the board it sounds like upper east side rich lady but like i got involved and we came to new york city and i was in pr at the time and we you know we set up all these meetings with the Today Show and Cosmo and all these people to say, these are all the celebrity overdose deaths that you have covered in the last year. And it'd be like 30, this is when Philip Seymour Hoffman, Heath Ledger, like there were people were dying in Hollywood from this. And these are all the stories you've done. And these are the stories you have done about this epidemic, about families that have been impacted, about resources and what to do if you think you are and how to find... And it was zero. No one was talking about the what was really happening, the millions of families that were impacted by this, what to do, how to handle it. There was right. so much secret and so much shame. And so I'm really proud of the work that she did. She's now running for office. Her name's Chelsea Lalaberte in, in Chicago. And yeah, so I've been involved in, in that space since he died. About So it's about 10 years now. Thanks for asking about it. People usually don't. Of and course. I well, I'm sure it. people are just, you know, they're just trying to take your temperature on the on the situation. But I, I think it's really admirable how open that you are about it. And I'm curious, like when you were first dating your husband, did you talk about, you know, having struggled with your brother's addiction? Like, did you preempt everything? You know, yeah. so he, once it happened, he was like, oh no, yeah. you know? I did. I did. I did talk about it. It was a really big part of my life. And I also, you know, it's important to signal that stuff early on. And then once it's going somewhere or you feel like it is to go there, because you need to know, are they going to lean away from this conversation? Are they going to try to show up even if they don't understand it? And my husband is Chinese and he's Australian. And those are two, two things that you don't associate with like empathy and like, oh, let's really get into the emotions about it. And so it was not easy for him to engage on it, but he tried, he tried. But yeah, um, I did talk about it. And I think my brother's experience and his death taught me and our family and our friends so much about compassion, about 
resilience about, you know, I mean, you know, it, it taught us so much. It was, it was really a gift to go through that. Although, you know, it was so painful to lose him. And so I wanted my Paul is my husband's name. I wanted him to know that. And, and frankly, if he didn't give a shit, I I would have to like reevaluate that relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking to Melissa about what happened to her brother was really, really meaningful to me because I am sober and I'm, I feel very lucky for my sobriety, but it is something that I have to work at and everyone, you know, has to work at something. And that's something for me. And, you know, they say when you're working like a sobriety program, like this hasn't happened to me. I can't relate to this person what happened to them, but it just hadn't happened to me yet. So God forbid, who knows what could have happened. And part of that and part of my recovery is talking to someone and having therapy as a resource for me. I don't know what I would do without being able to pick up the phone and text or call my therapist and just go to them with all the problems that I have, knowing that they have a professional response. And it's not just like a friend validating me or my partner listening to me at dinner. It's really so amazing. And it's a great resource for relationship issues too, especially when you don't even know what the problem is. Like our lives revolve around our relationships, relationships with people, relationships with substances, relationships with your job. And there's no better place to talk about it than with a professional than at, you know, a place like Talkspace. Talkspace Talkspace.com is the best place for you to find a therapist that you can talk to whenever you need it. They also offer couples therapy, which is so, so helpful for new relationships, old relationships, married relationships and whatnot. It's really, really amazing. And they can you can do live video sessions. You can talk on a schedule that works for you with Talkspace. You don't have to wait for an appointment and work around this therapist's schedule, but they work around yours. So start the journey to healthier and happier relationships and join Talkspace today. All you have to do is visit Talkspace.com and you can get $100 off your first month when you use promo code ACME at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code ACME. As I mentioned, my honeymoon really was amazing, but there was one thing missing, which I wish I could have brought all the way to the British West Indies, which is my athletic greens. I just don't eat well. Like I just don't eat all the right nutrients and superfoods and probiotics that I need in my life and in my day. So when I'm home, I every morning will take a scoop of athletic greens, mix it with a little bit of water and have 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start my day with just one scoop of athletic greens. Mind you, it's delicious. It actually tastes really good and you end up craving this taste. Like it's amazing. And it's lifestyle friendly. So if you're listening and you're like, but I'm keto or I'm vegan, I'm gluten-free. That's okay because you can still have athletic greens in your life. It's amazing. And it costs you less than $3 a day. Plus you're investing in your health and it's way cheaper than your Starbucks habit. Sorry. 
I'm just saying it's an amazing, amazing product. And there's a reason that all the professional athletes drink Athletic Greens every single day. It's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into this, you know, being in this flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. All you need is Athletic Greens. Plus, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Ugh, I should have brought my travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to hear about like your journey with your career because CMO at OkCupid is a pretty big deal. And I think we have a lot of listeners who, you know, definitely want to be girl bosses just like you. So how did you land that position? What was your journey to get there? Yeah, I started my career in PR and then I wanted to get closer to a business. And I was like, oh, do I need my MBA? What do I do? And I, I just... Whenever I, and I tell people to do this, when you meet someone interesting or smart, tell them you think they're interesting and smart and tell them you love to grab five minutes over Zoom someday. Now it's really easy to do that and tell them you love to like stay in touch in case they have something that's open or tell them like, Hey, can I get some advice from you? And I have done that several times and it often led to a job or a connection to someone who had a job. I met the CEO of OKCupid because a friend of mine who was early at Rent the Runway said, I think they're doing something interesting. And, you know, tying it back, I think when you lose someone and you lose someone young and you, for me, losing a sibling, you, you do take stock of your life. And I wanted to do something that that did have meaning. And OKCupid was like a really interesting company that had never talked about that. They had never had marketing. They didn't have social team. They didn't have PR people. They didn't have any of those things. And I, uh, I really liked that challenge and opportunity. And, and I had kind of gone in between PR and OKCupid. I had done, you know, big companies, small companies. And I encourage people to do that too, because at big companies, there's a lot of benefits, actual benefits, like great insurance, but things move more slowly and you might have to get something approved. Many times at a startup, you're doing 20 jobs, you're moving fast, your pay is worse, your benefits are worse, but you feel like you're you, you're relevant. And for me, I tend to thrive in smaller environments. So, you know, paying attention to where you you really where you really thrive, like where are you really happy? And for I'm 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 happier in smaller in smaller environments. And so I've been in OKCupid now almost almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's really fun. I mean, you talk about dating relationships all the time and I, I have really fallen in love with this space and it's really, it's very rewarding to get like wedding invitations or baby announcements or just a note, you know, a DM on Instagram or, or an email. Like, you know, I had someone last week who say I had just lost my mother. I was going through a really difficult time. And my friend kind of forced me to set up a profile on OkCupid. And the first date was amazing. And he proposed to me six months ago and we're getting married. You know, it was just, it was really beautiful. Yeah. It was so nice. It's really, it's really rewarding. So being on the other side of the dating apps, 
like what have you picked up or learned that has worked for other people on them? Because our listeners are always like, you know, what do I start by saying? What should I keep on my profile? What should I hide? What pictures? And like, I do these dating app consultations often, but you know, it's like different for everyone. I feel like your perspective is like definitely, I mean, backed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's some like insider observations. One thing that I find interesting is that people are way too fast. And it's funny because I spe- women will say, guys are not really looking. They're not reading. They just like swipe so quickly. It's like it's gamification. But then you watch them. I'm like, okay, let me just like, you know, pretend like I'm not here. I'm just going to watch you. And they do exactly the same thing. So one thing I tell people to do is slow down, just slow down a little bit. The word mindful is like so overused, but I don't know, give the courtesy and the respect to that profile. That was really hard for them to write that you want to yours. Just slowing down Mm. actually does a lot. Another thing I, I, a really good like insider hack is 70% of people set it and forget it, meaning they set their profile and then they don't touch it. And like, can you imagine if you were going out for a new job and you had not updated your LinkedIn in like two years or six, even six months, but you're looking for a new job, you know, updating your profile does a couple things. One, the secret is the algorithms light up, not just at OkCupid. Like do this. If you're not on OkCupid, that's fine, but do it on whatever app you're on. Update your profile. The algorithm lights up. It thinks you're new. And just like a cell phone carrier, when you're new, that's when you get treated the best and you Mm -hmm. will be shown to other people. But also it signals that you're recent and that you're in it. So, So the profiles, I'll give you a great example. The profiles right now, they're like, I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted, I'm ready to go. Like, okay, clearly someone has updated this recently or like, okay, Omicron, like you've done your worst, I think, like I'm ready to get back up. Like, you know, signaling that you're following things that are recent, you know, it lets people know, okay, you were just here, you're in it, you're paying attention. But that's so interesting because we talk a lot on the podcast about like, and the Instagram about if you are seeing someone and they update their dating app profile, like they're not into you. What do you think about that? Meaning like, let's say you've gone on like three dates with someone and then you like, cause you met them on OkCupid and then you go check out their OkCupid and they have like a new photo. Like I would be like, mm, you're obviously yeah. not into well, me. Well, I think, and that's a good point. And maybe they're not. Like right. they may not be. And so, right. but if you went on three dates with someone and you're... I think that people are getting more, you know, the whole idea of like, don't take it so seriously, like try to like keep things a little bit tempered. And that's really hard when you're into someone and you're looking for signals that they're into you just as much. And they may need more than three dates or maybe they're, maybe they're not, maybe they're getting out there, but you're keeping your options open too. So. Yeah. Well, that would be like the definition of a game. If like you were really into someone and then you updated your profile that you met them on that app, just so they would think that you're not into them. Yeah. That would be crazy. I love it. Well, and by the way, like updating your profile, it can be a picture. That's really hard because everybody like it's the hardest part for everybody. It can be things like lists. Like I tell people a lot, like write in lists because you want to make it really easy for someone to reach out to you. It's like if someone walks into a bar and your t-shirt of like that obscure band that you think no one else knows, but you see it, you're like, oh my God, wait, I, I was at that same show. So putting lists, and again, like shows you're binging during COVID, authors or books that change your life, albums, like places you can't wait to go. It, 
it can be like, don't overthink it. Just, just you're, when you, when you put things like that or like your favorite cocktails or like whatever, you're increasing the chances that somebody has something in common with you on one of those things and is going to ask about it or say it. And what about like first lines and things like that? Are there any like, you know, from the data that you have yes. of OkCupid that like work more than others? Yes. So the data shows that when you say comment and ask a question about something on their profile, that is the highest rate of response. So I have, I also like, I'm on 27 apps around the world because I need to see and know like what, what's happening. And I have, like, I ran one marathon and never again, never fucking again. It was awful. Uh-huh. I needed every minute of it. I did it for like a, you know, a cause, um, which is the only way someone roped me into it. And I, I have a picture of me doing that, but I say like, I ran one marathon, like one and done. And I say something I don't know, funnier than that. And, and people ask about that all the time. Like, Oh, is that Chicago? Oh, where, you know, you hate running me too. Or like, would you ever, you know, some people ask about that. And so, you know, make it easier for people to read. You've said this before too. Don't, don't put, Oh, I'm just an easygoing gal. Yeah. Oh my God. Cringe. Like, how do you respond to that? What do you say to that? You're just like, wow, you sound like just another one of the gals. Yes. And um, back to your question, if you say, hey, Mm. 85% of those are not responded to. So don't do that. Those are the worst. Those are the worst. Yeah. So lazy. Wait, but how does your husband feel about you being on all these dating apps for research? Oh, he thinks it's hilarious. And yeah, he thinks it's funny. And I have him on a bunch of dating apps too, because I need to swipe as a guy and as a girl and also our a very good experience if you're non-binary. So I I need to like try it all to see like right. where, no, of where course. do we need to get better, you know? But he's, I mean, he's a good yeah. sport about it. I think it's like genius. And I actually used to be on dating apps while I was in past relationships because I was like, I need to recruit people for mixers and yeah. I need to do this. But like low key, I also like was like not fully in it. But my question to you is like, what if, you know, your kids, like, I don't know, friends are like, I saw your mom on a dating, you know, like, or like your husband's friend at the bar is like, by the way, like, just so you know, like Melissa, like was on. Like, that has but, totally happened. And in fact, mm-hmm. a friend of mine got really awkward. And then I saw, I was swiping as my husband and I, I saw her on the app and I was like, oh, she, she definitely thinks like my husband is stepping out. And, and so I was like, by the way, if you saw like my husband on the app, it's, it's for a good reason. So That's that so has funny. happened. Yeah. I'll, I'll often set it to different cities or I'll, I have on my profile and on his like here for research or like, um, but I feel like you can't write that cause they'll find you and they'll kick you off. Like I've done that they before. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So Yes. That's so funny. You know I, I'm like so crazy that I, if I like, let's say had to be my husband on a dating app, if and I saw someone we know, I would swipe like right or whatever, swipe yes to see if they would <laughs> and see if I would have to be on to them. You know, like, awesome. I, would... I feel like you just came up with a really good reality show <laughs> idea. Like, um, I, I, I want to watch that show. Like, are you swiping right on my man? Or yes. Whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love it. So we do these like fun rapid fire poll questions on our Instagram. So I would love to ask you some. I love it. Okay. If you're dating someone new, 
who seems super into you, but you don't, but you know you're not into them more than casually. Should you tell them right away or wait like once they ask for something more? Tell them right away. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because like, how would you want to be treated in that situation? Exactly. You want to, if they're really into you, you're, you're drawing out the pain and the hurt and that's their time and energy, you know, that's agreed on you. Your friend who's also your roommate seems to be distancing themselves from you. Do you say something or let it be? Say something, address it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This one was funny and like, I knew what the answer was going to be, but I needed... I needed people to see this. And it was when you tell your friend, maybe they were just busy when they're sad, they didn't get a text. Do you genuinely believe that to be true? Or are you just trying to make them feel better? Make them feel better. <laughs> yeah. But like people just need to know that. Like, they just need to know. They need to know. They need to know. When's the latest you can ask someone for Valentine's Day plans? Like a few days before, like a week before? What do you think? It's such a weird holiday and I work at a dating app and I, I even like, it's a, it's a weird holiday. If you're early in the relationship, it feels loaded. If you're too long in a relationship, it feels cheap. I say up until the day before, if it's something fun, like, you know what, tomorrow, tomorrow's Valentine's day. Let's go out. Want to go out? Can I take you out? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Depends on like how long you've been dating. I also feel like your nails are so in theme. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. (laughs) If you live with a roommate, do you have a right to be annoyed and slash not want them to have strangers or random people from bars stay at your apartment? Or is that not fair because it's their apartment too? Oh God, this is a really tough one. And I think not to like do the plead the fifth version, but I think it depends on your roommate. Like, are they bringing home someone who may or may not be homeless? You should have a conversation. If if not, I think it's okay. Is it every weekend? I, I think... I think, what do you think? How would you, what, what do you think about that one? I think it's okay, but like they should be vetting this person. Like if you're, if yeah. your roommate's like blacking out and doesn't know who they're bringing home, then like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, if they're bringing like friends of friends home, like it's, it is what it is. It's their place too, you know? Yeah, totally. Do you think, oh, this is actually really good for you. Do you think it's important to mark that you want kids and relationships, et cetera, on a dating app? If you want that. Yes, I do. And the data shows that you are more likely to be successful if you are honest and upfront about what you want. That's a combination of OkCupid data and then like user survey data. So be open and direct about what you want. You are more likely to attract people that also want the same thing, be it through like self-describing that on your profile and also using like the whether it's OkCupid's like algorithm dials that you can turn up or down or not. What do you think about that? That's so interesting because I would say don't put it on there because it's for some reason, it seems to me like it's like, I need this now. Like I need a kid. I need a a relationship. I don't care who it is. Give me kids. Give me relationship. Like for some reason, it just feels aggressive to me. And I feel like guys like would interpret it as like, oh God, like this person wants that. Even if they want that, they're like, oh, I don't need to know that they want that. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like there's a certain type of guy that wants to see that and reacts to it. And maybe that's not the guy I would want to be with, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Is it rude or okay to have a destination wedding on a Friday? 
Oh, God. To be honest, I think after COVID, my answer to this changes. And you're just so lucky if you can find a place that will have a wedding. And we're so happy to finally be going to weddings again that I say it's fine. It's fine. I agree. I'm so over the narrative of like people being rude by throwing a wedding and paying for you. Like, move on. Move on. And if it's so hard, then don't go. I, you know, then don't go. Like, okay, this is interesting for you because you actually have the data, but. How many likes do you get on OkCupid a day? Over 10 or under 10? Like what's the median? Median? Yeah. Oh, average. On average, it's over 10 a day. But the the disclaimer is it depends on where you live. OkCupid is very big in cities. And we we over-index with people that live in cities, care about what's going on in the world. And so... If you, and then there's a lot of factors that contribute to like the number of likes you're getting in a day. Like if you have more than four photos on your OkCupid profile, your likes go up by almost 60%. If your profile is filled out with like two or three questions, your likes go up by like 30%. So the data shows that, you know, there are factors that can drive up that response rate. We are famous for matching on political and social issues and no other dating app is doing that. When you turn some of those on, like our climate change filter, like I can't imagine being single, going on a date and finding out that he doesn't believe climate change is real or that he is not engaged in Black Lives Matter or, you know, even to be at a protest every single weekend. But there are certain things that especially 20 and 30 something daters are deal breakers. And right. when you turn those on, you are increasing the rates of matches on OkCupid, which is counterintuitive because you think like, oh, you're filtering out people, but you're actually helping. I, I think of it like you're at a party under this giant tent and you're trying to get to the right table of people that you actually have something in common with right. and turning those things on kind of funnels you into the same area. So you're a lot more likely to connect to be like, oh, you're also a human rights lawyer. Like this morning, I saw this like amazing profile. Like I left my corporate boring law job to like work on abolishing the death penalty. And I love That's this job. Awesome. Yeah, it's really, so we we skew high there. So to get more likes, put more, say more, answer more. And it does work. I love it. Awesome. Melissa, it's been so great to talk to you. Do you have a quote or piece of advice that you can leave our listeners with? Oh, yeah. I would say put the time in. I mean, I'm on a dating app. So I, my advice, the best advice I give is, is related to like finding someone great. But I say put the time in and talk about what moves you, whether that is being engaged in voting rights in the US or it is advocating on the issue of addiction in the US, whatever that is, put the time in and like put that out there because people really do respond to that. And especially like the right person, if you're looking for something, for something serious. So yeah, that's my party. Love it. Where can everyone follow you, find you, download OkCupid and all of that good stuff. Thank you first of all, so much for having me. We love um, how you guys talk about relationships and dating and sex and all of it. We met Acme, we're big fans, Lindsay. So congrats on that. Um, uh, OkCupid is free. So you have no excuse if you're single and you're like, oh, I don't really want to do it. No uh, excuse. No excuse. Like download it. Download anything, but try us. Um, and you can follow OkCupid on Instagram or Twitter. We give really good like data insights and real call outs with like what we see, what's happening. Like politics is bringing people together, ironically. And I'm Melissa Hobley on Instagram or Twitter. Awesome. Thank you. This was so fun. Thanks so much. 